Welcome back to episode 48 of the FPL Draft Up podcast. In this episode, looking ahead to game week 8. Welcome back to the FPL Draft Up podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FPL Draft game. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another roundup of waiver options, hidden gems, ones to dump and some sell high buy low targets ahead of game week eight. Another tedious international break has been and gone and we can finally get back to the Premier League. That international break seemed to come just as the league was you know, really hotting up. And with that Liverpool-Man City game really cranking up the pressure on the title race, it feels like some of the air has been let out of the tyre. Obviously, coming out of an international break at the moment means it's not quite as simple as players returning and going straight into the Premier League 11, although most snippets of info I've seen so far this week seem to suggest it won't be as big a problem as it was in the previous one. I know for Tottenham in particular, who I follow more than others, the impression is that the South American players will be available. And how clubs manage that seems to be down to them. Um, For example, Klopp seems to have said he would probably not start the Brazilian guys due to the tight turnaround. It's also been assumed that Thiago Silva won't feature for Chelsea in their game against Brentford. Uh, But generally, if you have any of the South Americans in your draft teams, just look up what the rumours are around particular players near the deadline. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Ben Chilwell, He-Chan Huang, Curtis Jones and a whole raft of other slightly below-par defenders, so let's get into it. Let's have a quick look at the fixtures barometer, starting off with those with some very warm, cosy fixtures, uh, starting with Arsenal, who have got uh, Palace, Villa, Leicester and Watford ahead of the next international break. Yes, there is another one in just four game weeks' time. Uh, We've also got Chelsea on there. Everton, City have a nice run, uh, and Wolves as well, who've also got a good run extending right up to game week 14. On the colder side of things is Burnley, who go away to City this weekend. Palace have a few hard fixtures coming up. Leicester, United start a really bad run now with Leicester, Liverpool, Spurs and City in the next four. Norwich are on there pretty much because they're Norwich. Uh, and then finally, Watford have got Liverpool, Everton, Southampton and Arsenal in their next four. On to the main picks and uh, going to start with the Brighton defence uh, and particularly Cucurella. You know, these are your prime candidates for a one week defensive punt this week as they face Premier League whipping boys Norwich. Norwich did manage to get their first point of the season in game week seven with a nil nil draw against Burnley. And I think Norwich's best chance of a result here is another nil nil draw. They've only managed two goals in seven games and outside the obvious choices, Brighton are your best ticket to a clean sheet. Really any of their regular defenders are an option, but I've particularly liked what I've seen from the new left-sided player Cucurella so far as an alternative to the big lads in Dunk and Duffy. Next is Joel Matip, uh, who's taken in just 31% of eight team leagues. Um, I think I mentioned him on last week's pod, but whenever I look over the ownership numbers, his is still a standout for me. Um, you know, in eight team leagues, which is the most popular league size out there. Um, you know, he'll be up there with, with some of the best FEL defenders this year, barring any injuries, as a starting nailed on uh, Liverpool centre back. Um, and will probably be good enough to get on most rosters out there. I'm sure there is someone droppable for Joel Matip at the moment. Next is Lindelof for Man United, who's uh, available in about half of eight team leagues with moderate ownership, even in the larger ones. Confirmation this week that Maguire and Varane will both be missing for what looks like the next two games at least. 
the only thing here is that United don't have the best run of games and you might be less inclined to get one of the defenders when you bear in mind it will probably be Lindelof and Bailey at the back. Uh, Bailey is another more likely option if Lindelof is taken in your league uh, with his ownership only hitting 27% in the largest 16 team leagues um, with ownership in the hidden gem zone with ownership in the hidden gem zone uh, everywhere else but you know as I said you might just want to look elsewhere anyway. On to Chelsea next. Um, I'm going to highlight Trevor Chalaba. Definitely in with a good shout of starting this game, depending on who ends up being fit. As I mentioned already, Thiago Silva um, looks set to be rested for this one due to the international turnaround. And Rudiger missed Germany's qualifier with back issue. On a side note, I think Christensen seems a fairly nailed on starter for this game. Um, and he's definitely one that I would consider picking up if he was free. But Chalabar has an excellent choice of starting two and is far more available across the leagues. Um, it's definitely one to consider. His Chelsea teammate, Ben Chilwell, uh, it seems that the patience finally paid off for those that drafted him and uh, hung on to him through the opening seven weeks. My pre-season tip that Chilwell would be the highest scoring defender in FPL this year does not look so bright as he has a you know quite a few weeks to catch up on uh, in which we've seen all the other Chelsea defenders cash in with goals assists and clean sheets but anyway it seems Chilwell has now been ushered into the first 11 and I would expect him to now play the majority of minutes so far this season Chilwell only has one game's worth of data but he's already put up better attacking figures than those that Alonso is averaging over his six starts when you look at last season two Chilwell also comes out the clear winner, though Alonso was averaging a higher XG per 90 minutes. Chelsea have a great run of games coming up now, with at least a few clean sheets virtually guaranteed ahead of the next international break between game weeks 11 and 12. Chilwell's free in just under a third of eight team leagues, um, no doubt for a manager who lost patience with him and, and dropped him ahead, you know, either for Alonso or somebody else. So. So there are a few leagues out there where he is available and if he's there, he would be my first choice waiver for this week. Let's move on to some midfielders. Um, first one I'm going to mention is Bernardo Silva for Manchester City. Not the most exciting attacking numbers for him so far this season in a slightly more reserved role as the other number eight next to KDB. A line I often say in relation to City is that any game has the potential to be a stuffing in any of their front five, if you want to call them that could come away with a big haul. Bernie Silva is probably lower down the list when it comes to lightly attacking returns. Um, I had him for a few weeks and ended up trading him uh, somewhat speculatively for Adama Traore, uh, much against my better judgment. Uh, he's likely to occupy that space where he's in and out of the wave of pile and gets used uh, as a make weight in trades a lot, but he could be one you want to have a go at for a few weeks and see see how he goes. Next, um, not really much to say for these guys. It's the uh, the Everton informed trio of Damari Gray, Decore, and Andros Townsend. Any of these guys are worth your while investing in at the moment. It's hard to see them going a game without one of them returning. Um, ownership is high in the larger leagues, but for those in eight team leagues, you could do a lot worse than getting one of these guys in. So it looks like there's a new striker in Wavertown, and that's He Chan Hwang, Wolves' South Korean striker. 
I got this guy in for my normal FPL team a couple of weeks ago when I was on wildcards and started him for his two-goal haul last week, which was a nice touch of luck. I fully expect Huang to be the most transferred in player this week across the draft universe, and I fully expect him to continue to start games for Wolves as they can't afford to not play guys in form like he is. Uh, and I know from uh, from our league in particular that the guy who is bottom with first waiver priority fully intends to bring Huang in this week. Now Wolves have a decent run up to game week 14 and it could be the perfect time to bring him in. Some of the strikers I would consider dropping for him if I had the chance would be uh, Timu Puki, Dennis, Josh King, any of the Southampton strikers and probably any of the Burnley strikers, including Wood at the moment. Finally, Alan St. Maximan for Newcastle, only taking the 62% of eight team leagues, which seems very low to me. Another one who uh, seems very underowned. He is the Newcastle talisman, has posted very good numbers. I don't feel I really need to promote his talent on here. He's 100% in the top 20 strikers and should not be sitting in the waiver pile. On to some hidden gems. So these are guys with generally less than 10% ownership uh, across the leagues. To begin with, Tomiyasu and Gabriel for Arsenal are both in this category. Uh, I think you could do a lot worse than to pick either one of these guys up at the moment. As I said at the beginning in the fixture barometer, Arsenal have a fairly decent run of fixtures now. Um, they look fairly comfortable at the, at the back. They've got a, a relatively settled starting eleven. The back four is pretty nailed, as I said last time. And yeah, if they're there, definitely worth penciling in a waiver for these guys. Now, the run on paper for Wolves looks a little iffy for the next few weeks with lots of tight calls that could go either way. The defence isn't the worst value as they are playing a couple of teams that have been struggling to score. Um, so uh, the likes of Connor Cody and Kilman are likely going to be there for you. Um, but I think the value is more likely to lie in their attacking players like Huang, who we've already mentioned. Uh, those who already own uh, Jimenez, he's not really going to be available in many waiver piles. And then whichever uh, attacker partners those two up front, uh, whether that's Trincao, uh, Adama Traore, or Podent. I already mentioned the Brighton defence at the top of the show, but just wanted to quickly highlight Joel Veltman here, who's averaging four points per game from his opening five appearances. Um, and if all the other guys are taken, definitely worthwhile getting him, especially if you're looking to cover uh, a head-to-head matchup where the uh, opponent has one or two Brighton defenders himself. Final hidden gem is Curtis Jones for Liverpool. Uh, after the unfortunate injury to Harvey Elliott, it's fallen to Curtis Jones to capitalise and stake his claim for a starting 11 spot. And so far, he's auditioning very well. We've obviously seen uh, a few glimpses of him already over the past couple of seasons, but he looks really un-out of place in that Liverpool midfield. He's only played 171 minutes and has 16 FPL points already from a goal, an assist and three bonus points. His ownership only hits 32% in 16 team leagues and everywhere else he's in fully fledged hidden gem territory. For those eyeing up the likes of uh, Mbwemo um, this week, I'd be more inclined personally to someone like Jones as I tend to prefer a smaller name starter in a big team than a bigger name playing in a smaller team. Next is Mbwemo for Brentford, uh, a hidden gem only in smaller leagues, but his ownership does reach the 90% mark in the large leagues. Uh, it looks like he was going to be this season's Trossard with the number of chances he wasn't sticking away 
but he's now got two in three, um, somehow blanking in the game in which Brentford scored three for the first time this season. Um, you know, Brentford do have Chelsea this weekend, but an okay run after that. So if you're thinking about bringing him in, you might need to make your move now. On to the most hidden gem section, which is uh, a player who's uh, owned in less than 10% of 16 team leagues. So uh, really scraping the barrel territory. Some of the options I was looking at this week uh, include Lorente for Leeds, uh, Loftus-Cheek for Chelsea and uh, Grant Handley again for Norwich. Um, all of these guys, as I said, are owned in less than 10% of 16 team leagues. Um, it's also worth pointing out that when I choose someone in this section, I'm generally looking at them as a one-week punt, unless I say otherwise. I think the decision comes down to Lorente versus Hanley, both not a million miles apart when it comes to clean sheet potential this week. Bookies actually have Norwich, the more likely to get a cleanie this, this week than Leeds. Uh, in fact, they're in the top half if you rank all 20 teams by bookies' clean sheet odds. Could I, in my right mind, actually advocate for Grant Hanley two weeks in a row? Yes, yes I can. Um, so he's my pick again. Very easy for me to select him again, actually, because I'm not involved in a league big enough that I need to go anywhere near him personally. So I assume absolutely no personal risk. Um, so yeah, knock yourselves out. I went through the get rid list pretty thoroughly last week, so I'm going to let things uh, move and settle around again this game week and I will compile another list uh, ahead of game week nine. In the trade valuation, so this is looking at some buy low and sell high targets, uh, a few names on the buy low list this week. One is Reese James, who uh, hasn't really got the number of minutes I think some would have expected, but could get a run of games up until the next international break. Uh, another name on here to uh, consider looking at is Riyad Mahrez, who um, owners will probably be starting to get cold feet on him and you might be able to get uh, a reasonable deal there. Another guy you might not get as good a deal on, uh, but one to potentially look into is Bamiang for Arsenal. Um, he's shown some signs in the last few games of, of getting back to form and, and they have some great fixtures coming up. So now if you could... Um, would be a great time to get him in, though you might be a couple of weeks too late. The other one, who again you might be slightly too late on, is Neil Mopé for Brighton. He's already got four goals this season, all coming up against uh, you know, lesser opposition, which is by no means a bad thing. It's quite nice to have a flat track bully in your team because you know that if you start him uh, in those fixtures, you're quite likely to get a return. I know there's generally quite a lot of hate for Mopé in the FPL community from the last couple of years. He's always been someone um, that I've rated on the eye test and I think he scores a reasonable amount of goals considering um, how the team performs for him. But yeah, I like him and um, would definitely be one if you've got your eye on him. I'd see what I could get in a, in a trade valuation. The only guy I've got down on the sell high list and it's a risky pick um, being that it's a Manchester City player is uh, Ferran Torres. Uh, we've not seen him feature in the Premier League at all for the last few games. Um, he obviously started off really well playing in that false nine position. The competition has, has obviously heated up now that Phil Foden is back. From what we're seeing, he could be one that's just going to get uh, rolled out for the Champions League games and other cup games. Um, so 
you know, just offer him out and see if anyone is particularly interested in him. He's got a decent um, reputation attached to his name at the moment. So you never know, you might be able to get someone who's a lot more nailed on to start. So that's it for this episode. Uh, just a reminder that the game week deadline for your waivers this week is on Friday morning ahead of the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday, which sees Watford host Liverpool. I will aim to get next week's pod out on the earlier side in the week. There is a Monday night game, but I might even record during that one. So I might just have to miss out some of the stuff from that Arsenal Palace game because there is a Friday night kickoff um, in game week nine, which is actually Arsenal against Villa. So the deadline for that will be earlier on the Thursday. Make sure you head over to fpldrafthub.com where you can get some personalised stats for your team and league. It's all completely free and safe and uh, stuff and stats that you can't get anywhere else. And the best way that you can repay um, the team here at FPL Draft Hub is simply by uh, engaging with it, listening to the pod and checking out the website. On that note as well, if you are enjoying the podcast and you haven't yet, please make sure you're subscribed or following on whichever platform you're listening on. If you wouldn't mind giving us a review, um, it would really help us uh, spread this to other people that haven't heard it yet. Now and again, I do ask people to uh, to share the pod or retweet our promotional messages on Twitter, but I know how it is in Draft FPL and it's very difficult and I understand um, to uh, to share some information with people who are potentially your league rivals. But if you're in an environment where none of your league rivals are there, then by all means, uh, would love for you to share. If you want to get in contact, um, ask a question about your team, advice on a trade or anything, the easiest way is to follow me on Twitter at FPL Draft Hub Pod uh, and send me a message on there. I'm usually fairly quick to respond. But best of luck ahead of game week eight. There's always somebody after the international break who forgets to put their waivers in. So even if you're not uh, first in the priority, make sure you pencil some in and pencil in whoever you actually want because you never know the guy below you in the list may forget to put anything in and you get lucky and uh, get the guy you want. Enjoy the return of the Premier League and as always, stay shook. Sure.